Locked On Dolphins, hosted by Travis Wingfield. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. What's up, Dolphins? Welcome into the Thursday, October the 11th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we dissect the Chicago Bears, how Miami wins, how Miami loses, the injury report, and all the key components from Sunday's big game back at Hard Rock Stadium. And we'll close it up by predicting this game and giving you the lock it up, lock of the week. But first, before any of that, we kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter at Wingful NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. And find my work at LockedOnDolphins.com among a variety of other websites and sources. And of course, check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast. For all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams, and since it is a Thursday, that means we have a Wednesday injury report to update you on. Let's go ahead and get that done. And for the Bears, it's a pretty short list here. Cornerback Marcus Cooper did not practice on Wednesday. He has a hamstring, as does cornerback Prince Amukamara. We talked to Lauren Cox about that yesterday. Sounds like his playing status is going to be up in the air, as is left guard Eric Cush's status. He has a neck injury. He was limited. And wide receiver Anthony Miller was a full participant. When you go over to the Dolphins' side of the ball, it's not quite as clean. There is about half the team on this report, it seems, so far. Cameron Wake, Laramie Tunzel, Ryan Tannehill, Robert Quinn, Devontae Parker, TJ McDonald, Bobby McCain, Rashad Jones, Jakeem Grant, AJ Derby, Andre Branch, Danny Amendola, and Chase Allen. My God, that's half the damn roster. But the good news is AJ Derby, Andre Branch, and Laramie Tunzel were all out there limited in practice, which means they could get all three of those guys back. We all know what happened when Laramie Tunzel went out of the game. Bobby McCain, although he didn't practice, sounds like he is getting closer to playing. Could be an actual option next week. Just a two-week injury for him if that's the case. Cameron Wake did not practice. That's a concern. Robert Quinn did not practice either. Neither did TJ McDonald, but Rashad Jones was a full go. And it sounds like the Dolphins will be getting some reinforcements back this week. Some much-needed reinforcements on a very, very banged-up football team. So as has been the case early on this season, Miami's going to have to rely on some depth and some quality performances from backups to get the job done on Sunday against the Bears. Let's go ahead and break that game down. That's another Miami Dolphins. I don't know if this really needs much more repeating, but apparently it does because on Twitter, I see lots of complaints about this game or different things that can go wrong. But the Dolphins home versus road splits are truly astronomical and probably the biggest variation in the NFL as far as the home versus road success rate of the offense and the team in general. You guys know by now that the Dolphins are scoring almost 13 points more per game at home than they are on the road under Adam Gaze. Under Adam Gaze, they are 12 and five at home. And when Gaze has Ryan Tannehill under center at quarterback for him, he is 10-1 and at Hard Rock Stadium. So a very nice record for the Dolphins at home. Another aspect of this game to look at, Adam Gaze versus Vic Fangio. They are former colleagues, both worked together in San Francisco. 
And if there's one thing you really want to hang your hat on with Adam Gase, it's his competitive fire and how much he despises losing. I know that's the case for all coaches, but it seems to really stick in his craw more than others do. This is going to be a very critical matchup in this game. The game within the game between these two previously known masterminds. Each were in the running for the 49ers head coaching job back in 2015. Neither of them got it. There were some rumors about Gaze wanting to hire Fangio to coach his defense in 2016, but we all know that didn't happen either. And it's not to say that there's bad blood between Gaze and Fangio, but I do think that history tells us that Gaze likes to beat his former colleagues or former confidants in the league, and Fangio is definitely one of those. So I think that bodes well for the Dolphins. But the issue here could be the Bears' ability to self-scout over the bye week. Now, we know that head coach Matt Nagy comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree, and Andy Reid has always been unbeatable off the bye week. And we're going to find out on Sunday if that magic has rubbed off on Matt Nagy, but it'll also be up to Coach Gaze to adapt to the new things the Bears show to throw off their self-scouting slash reinvigorated team after their early season bye week. I do trust Adam Gaze to adjust in-game and make the correct moves to counter what the Bears are doing, but if Miami cannot keep this game close early on, none of that's going to matter because the Bears' defense can salt this game away and punish Ryan Tannehill the same way the Cincinnati Bengals did in the game on Sunday if the Dolphins let it get away from them. And I know it might sound like something of a broken record at this point, but the Dolphins just have to find a way to start the game better than they have in the past. I think scoring first is going to be very important in this game. And we all know how well the Dolphins play in the second half of games at Hard Rock Stadium. When that visitor sideline starts to catch up to the opposing team, whether it's the Raiders in their black jerseys, the Titans in their baby blue jerseys, or now the Chicago Bears who will wear their orange jerseys on Sunday, to attempt to combat some of the heat and humidity issues that other teams run into when they come down to Miami. So a big factor there that you hope benefits the Dolphins in this game. And if you guys want to read more about this game up on LockedOnDolphins.com, the preview is up and ready. I put together a lot of data from Pro Football Focus. I got into their All-22 film a little bit, both against the Buccaneers as well as against the Cardinals in their last two games. Some vast differences there. I talk about it in that piece up on LockedOnDolphins.com, so you guys can check that out right now. And next on the podcast, we're going to look into key matchups, things the Bears do well versus things they do not do well, and what Miami has to do to get this crucial win. But first, before that, a word from Swap.com. And whether it's for you or your kiddos, the crazy thing is how much money we pay for brand name clothes. Why do we buy kids new clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? There is. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can cut out the hassle of driving to the store, sifting through tons of racks. Instead, you can sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with their easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. Each year, over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. And with Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap, whatever it is you want, Swap.com has it. Quality hand-inspected items are added daily, and if something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns for 30 days. And for a special time only for our listeners, you can get 35% off select items with your first order using promo code LOCKEDON. That's 
one word, locked on promo code for 35% off select items on your first order. Plus, you can find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. That's Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. It is Thursday. The work week is almost finished. Football is almost here, and your weekend debauchery is about to commence. But first, we have to discuss this Bears offense, this Bears defense, and how the Miami Dolphins can find a win after back-to-back losses on the road, coming back home to Hard Rock Stadium Sunday, October the 14th at 1 o'clock Eastern. The Dolphins will take on Mitch Trubisky and those Chicago Bears. And that leads us right into the Bears' weaknesses to start off here. I think Mitch Trubisky is one of the Bears' weaknesses. Though his last game was his best performance by far, it was just his 16th start in the NFL as a professional quarterback. And prior to that, there was all kinds of rumblings out of Chicago about how this guy might be a bust or how he might not grow as fast as we hoped he would. And yeah, he doesn't have a lot of experience. And yeah, there should be some more patience, which you saw in that game on Sunday. But one game doesn't do a lot to change what you've done the 15 previous games, in my opinion. He is all over the place. He misses layup throws all the time. He makes poor decisions and can beat the Bears himself with those poor decisions and turnovers. And as long as Miami can prevent him from having a good game on the ground, they should be able to hem this Bears quarterback and prevent him from doing much in the game at all. The Bears running game has been inconsistent this year. Though Tariq Cohen is an absolute dynamo in the passing game and averaging 5.1 yards per carry, he does only have 27 carries on the year because starter Jordan Howard with his 64 carries is averaging just 3.2 yards per carry. So if the Dolphins can find a way to shut that running game down like they have in weeks past, they should make the Bears one-dimensional, which bodes well because Mitch Trubisky is a mistake waiting to happen. And on defense, their safety play, it's just mainly because of scheme in my opinion, because Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson are good players, but they are vulnerable in a sense that they play the two deep safety look and you can get them over the top you can get them with the intermediate routes and if you can find any success in the running game you should be able to get them out of that two deep look they love to go with get them to sneak up to the line of scrimmage and then sneak one of your speedsters over the top on that secondary and in that defense Vic Fangio is going to give you a variety of looks from his coverages from his blitz packages from his fronts Much like the offense and Matt Nagy's multiple looks and different formations and pre-snap motions, different personnel groupings, Vic Fangio on defense is going to be the exact same way. So the Dolphins are going to have their work cut out for them midweek, getting prepped and planned for this game. But Trubisky, inconsistent running game and safety vulnerability are the Bears' weaknesses where Miami can attack. And the Bears' strengths, their defensive ranks are outrageous. They're the number one run defense in the league, the number one total defense in the league, the number one scoring defense in the league. They have the fifth most turnovers in the secondary with a ninth ranked passing defense, and they turn the ball over on 24.4% of the opposition's drives. That is tops in the league by far, and they also only allow scores on the exact same number of opponents' drives, 24.4%, second best behind only the Ravens on defense. And you all know that it starts with Khalil Mack. He has a strip sack in every single game. He's a beast against the run. The number one graded defender on pro football focus. He is an absolute monster. And Miami is going to have to find a way to slow him down some way because you can't stop him. Just hope to slow him down. And what he has done to free up Akeem Hicks as a one-on-one pass rusher on the interior has been huge for the Bears. They run a variety of fronts, like I mentioned, two down linemen, wide ends. The Dolphins are probably going to have to find a way to run the ball up inside against this Bears defense. 
and probably get away from that outside horizontal stretching offense the Dolphins love to do. I mentioned the two down front wide edges. They're going to have to force those edges to slant inside, and then maybe you can open it up with the zone read to Ryan Tannehill. I don't think Miami's going to have much success getting out wide with Albert Wilson or Jakeem Grant. Find a way to pound the ball between the tackles and keep this game low scoring. Keep your offense on the field. Keep yourself in the game because I don't know that the Dolphins offense can withstand a single turnover. They have to be very, very clean on offense in this game. And this part, though it seems like a weekly thing, but I do expect this to be a low-scoring game. Just be sharp on special teams. No more running into the punter calls, although that was a questionable call. No more taunting from Martrell Spate in his first game as a Miami Dolphin. Don't do any of that crap. They have to be clean. They have to kick well. They have to punt well. They have to cover well. And they probably need another big return from Jakeem Grant to get things going. I talked a lot last week about how Kenyon Drake in the running game has to get going. I do believe that to be the case. But these Dolphins receivers need to find a way to make some contested catches, to get downfield, get the deeper passing game going because it has been completely stagnant in recent weeks. And with Devontae Parker's return, I know I've talked a lot of mess about Devontae Parker on this very podcast, but I think he has a chance to have an impact in this game because of the Bears' alignment, because of his size, and what he can do on those intermediate in-breaking routes that seem to only go to him or Danny Amendola on those over routes. The digs, the square ins, the stuff coming back across the middle. Devontae Parker seems to specialize in those. I think that could have a big impact against this Bears' defense because it is just loaded with names. The Dolphins might not have all the matchups they want in this game because the linebackers certainly do well in coverage. The defensive backs play really well. The front seven creates pressure. They're going to have to basically learn a way to scheme things open the way Adam Gaze wants to, as of course we all know this offense is predicated on freeing up one particular route in the scheme. Dolphins have to be sharp in that. Ryan Tannehill at the line of scrimmage has to be sharp in identifying the Bears defense, which we know is kind of a shaky proposition for him at this point in his career. They need to find that balance, and they definitely have to get some takeaways from Mitch Trubisky. He will give them to you. The Dolphins have to capitalize. And lastly, I'll harp on this one last time till the end of time, but coming home is such a welcome sight for this Dolphins team. Will it be enough? We'll predict the score next in the podcast, as well as the Lock It Up Lock of the Week here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL at Locked On Fins. Welcome back into the Thursday, October the 11th edition of the Locked on Dolphins podcast. We are talking Dolphins and Bears in what has become, I suppose, an increasingly important game just because the Dolphins don't want to fall three straight times in a row and really get things going in a negative direction. We've talked all offseason about how this team should be better at handling adversity And I think they did that in Cincinnati, but then created some more adversity. So we're going to have to find out now how they respond. And we'll predict the game here in just one second. But first, got to lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. And the lock of the week, we've been doing pretty good on this so far this season. The Jakeem Grant big play in the Oakland game. The refs screwing over the Dolphins in the Patriots game, although the Dolphins did plenty of their own to screw themselves over. And then last week, I said Kenyon Drake would have 150 yards from scrimmage. He only had 111. He had the big touchdown, obviously, but didn't quite get there. So I'll say I'm two and a half for three on this one. And as I do with my college betting or predicting games in the NFL... I love to go with guys or teams that have kind of become an afterthought or fallen by the wayside in recent weeks. And a guy we haven't heard much from since the Oakland game and his big touchdown catch in that game is Kenny Stills. 
I think that Kenny Stills has a big day in this one. I think in the fourth quarter, the Bears defense might be getting a little bit tired, a little bit winded and worn down in that Miami heat. I think he's going to get deep on the defense once for a big catch. He's going to have something like five catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. Kenny Stills has a big day at wide receiver. He registers the Dolphins' second 100-yard receiving game of the season, the first since he did it back in Week 1 against the Tennessee Titans with, of course, that 75-yard touchdown catch from Ryan Tannehill. But I think Kenny Stills gets off in this game and has a big one. And speaking of locking it up and predictions, let's go ahead and cue the music and get things going for this Dolphins and Bears prediction on Sunday, October 14th at Hard Rock Stadium. The Bears are coming into this game and they're really feeling themselves. They're 3-1. and one. They've earned lots of praise over the last couple of weeks. They're going to come into this game high with confidence and looking forward to their next opponent, the New England Patriots, who are a better team than Miami, obviously. And the Dolphins, on the other hand, are a desperate and hungry team. I did a podcast last year with the Baltimore Ravens podcast host, and he talked about how the Ravens were going to beat the Dolphins because of their desperate nature. And I see the same type of component coming true in this game. We mentioned the Bears playing the Patriots next week. I think they could get caught up viewing this as an easy win because of what everyone on the outside is saying and telling them how great they are. Plus, coming off of blowout wins usually reverts back to a regression towards the mean the following week. So with all of that said, I'm going with a tight game all the way through three quarters, but Miami takes a lead with a steady run game that wears the Bears down in the fourth quarter and hits that big play to Kenny Stills to put him over 100 yards to put the Dolphins within two scores of the Bears, and the Dolphins win this game 24-13, to get back on the winning track at 4-2 and and go into next week's home game with the Detroit Lions as favorites and favorites to go to 5-2. and but that is getting ahead of ourselves. We still have one more podcast to come this week, including your Twitter questions on that podcast. So be sure to get those in as soon as you can today. I'll post the tweet up on my timeline today. But as for this podcast, I'm going to close things out with maybe some good juju here with a song that we were used to hearing back during September that we haven't heard in a couple of weeks now. Let's cue that up and get out of here on the podcast today. You guys, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Check out the other Lockdown Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. Keep up to date on our Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football. Tattoos, that's